I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. We are here in the chill zone. My name is Scott Sweeney, here with Ryan Ankner. How are you, friend? What's happening, Hoops? I mean, it's a beautiful week to go to the movies. It's true. We got The Pope's Exorcist and Mafia Mama in theaters now. People unaware, uh, The Pope's Exorcist is the new Russell Crowe vehicle that looks... Does it exist? <laughs> I mean, I think it does. Mm. I'm actually hearing from people that it's like a fun turkey kind of deal. It's like a cheesy... Like up there with uh, fucking Undisputed or whatever that movie was called. <laughs> oh, yeah, Unhinged. Unhinged. His Road Rage classic. Yeah. We actually really I thought it was it. awesome, yeah. But yeah, I might see The Pope's Exorcist in the theater. Would you go to see that? Yes. <laughs> We have a tentative yes. Folks, remember this. I might need your help. That is like a double feature. What, with Mafia Mama? Yeah. <laughs> that would be I got to separate them, you know? Too much of a good thing. But I love the fact that movies like that are back and playing in movie theaters, I think is a good sign. Well, movies are the box office numbers for basically everything that's coming out. Even like Shazam 2 is a success. I mean, that might be that might be the one thing that isn't a success. But in general, you're right. I think the movies are back yeah. when Mafia Mama is in theaters. And I'm pumped. Not to it. mention, in terms of the amount of releases, I read somewhere that I want to say April April 2023 is the most amount of movies released in the month of April since pre-COVID. Like, even more than Ooh. 2019. Just the sheer amount of movies coming to theaters is a good sign, I think. Because we're all about quantity, not quality. <laughs> Just yeah. churn them out. We'll see all of them. More and more and more and more. <laughs> well, the way I look at it is this. It's a numbers game. If mm. there's 100 at-bats, maybe five of them are good. Yeah. How about that? I like those odds. 50 of them are watchable. Five of them are home runs. I mean, it's worth it for the home runs. Yeah. To worth settling through all the bunts <laughs> and uh, strikeouts and no hitters quite frankly mm. do you want to do the trailer corner first or me to list off all the dead people which whatever you prefer <laughs> wow this is a fun choose your own adventure type <laughs> wrinkle to the show that we've never explored before live or die make your choice <laughs> oh i'm in uh i'm waking up in one of jigsaw's rooms and he's giving me the ultimate choice dead people or trailers i'm gonna go trailers let's hit the trailer corner okay. first. you want to explain what it is because i already forgot this is uh, the new Ben Affleck vehicle, directed by Robert Rodriguez, who's a friend of the show. He did Sin City and a bunch of Tarantino movies. Most recently, he did that movie Alita, Battle Angel, that no one on Earth besides me has seen. And now he has a cool Mark, Ben Affleck like sci-fi thriller coming out. Affleck is so bad, it's fucking crazy. I'm already sold. Bank robbery, they had me. You got William Fickner 
Like, grand? The friends are dead. He's like the grandfather him of the un- show. Him cocking that shotgun. Yeah, Is he going to bring that back? I mean. See, this looks great, dude. Yeah, Look how what good shape Affleck's in, too. <laughs> good for him. Nice chiseled jaw. He's back. He's in that J-Lo shape. Oh, yeah. You can always tell when he's boozing. He's no. not boozing anymore. He's on nothing Lean but. king. On nothing but culottes and fucking dining in on J-Lo. Where is she? Ooh, William just jumped off a building. That was pretty dope. I know you called the tip man on the bank, Ernest. Who the hell are you? What makes total strangers? You sound kind of bean set here. Pew pew. The concept of hypnotics. Hypnotics. This looks so good. Hypnotics have the ability to influence the brain sound. But don't take our word for it because we are Ben Affleck super fans. Yeah, this is an interesting concept. I love a good wacky sci fi. Is this his answer to payback? It does kind of look like payback in moments. Sorry I'm not talking so much. I'm actually just like floored by this trailer. I wish you just let him hear it anyway. I don't. They're loving it. It's a long trailer though. Little, little lengthy. A long trailer to me, like I'm a teaser guy. Yeah. I don't want to see a three minute breakdown of every scene in the fucking movie. Yeah, we're probably watching like the end of the third act right now because they can't withhold anything from trailers. But. Hypnotic. Hypnotic. It's about the blue booze. <laughs> Yo, a- man, y'all get any hypnotic? <laughs> ben Affleck just getting fucked up and fucking pretending to be RoboCop. That would actually be a sick movie, too. Mm. Greenlight that while we're at it. I, yeah, I'll see that and yeah. I'll like it. We will definitely be covering hypnotic on a future <sighs> edition of this podcast. Speaking of hypnotic, mm. um, friend of the show drake bell oh was missing the other day he was you uh were on the edge of your seat hoping was, for yeah. a uh, poor outcome to this i was hoping. so so invested in this story you were and hoping was... maybe he would never be found <laughs> was that what you Funny. were imagining i was hoping that he killed himself to yes. be honest every drake bell scandal for those that don't remember drake bell is the more insidious half of Drake and Josh, Disney's Drake and Josh, I should say. A show you unironically enjoyed for the duration of its run. Awesome show. Yeah. And they've like since had a falling out Mm. and whatever. But anyway, the other day, Drake has had, uh, he's been embroiled in a number of controversies over the years, like allegedly sleeping with young girls, grooming, like Mm. weird Drakey. Predatory behavior. What's being... up with guys named Drake doing uh, <laughs> predatory type stuff? Folks! Got him. No, sorry, go on. I think they're both Canadian, too. Fuck. Fuck Canada. Uh, all right, I'm going to pause the music. It's distracting. Anyway, uh, the other day he went missing. I guess he had a fight with his, I don't know if it's his ex-wife or what, over the like, custody of their kid. He threatened suicide and just took off. And then he was wow. missing for a day or two. It hit all the media, tabloids, whatever. Everybody was speculating. And then out of nowhere, he just reappeared. So he's alive. He's probably fine. He's and back. 
It's a bit of a letdown. I was hoping that uh, they'd find him like in the Hudson River with his head cut off or like <laughs> some sort of a wacky suicide. Like he hung himself with a guitar string or, yeah. you know, something. He's found uh, murdered by Josh in a, a grisly fashion. Josh or Drake and Josh actually, he's like on top of the world. He's in the next Christopher Nolan movie. He's an Oppenheimer. I was going to say, he has gone out of his way to remove Drake from his life. And the funny part about Drake, too, is that he pivoted from an American, Canadian-American movie and television star to a Mexican pop singer. And he basically just, like, sells out arenas in Mexico City and, like, speaks Spanish on Instagram. It's very strange, Mm. the, the pivot that he went through. I'm thinking about pivoting to a very similar endeavor. Mexican hoops? Yeah. Folks, sombrero, other stuff. Yeah, the whole deal. Yeah, folks, you're gonna love it. I know you love Mountain Dew. <laughs> and this was kind of fucked up. Uh, HBO Max is officially changing their name to Max, mm. just Max, just. And this change will happen next month, May twentieth. And with this comes three new price ranges. They're making things nice and complicated over there. <sighs> Buckle up for this. With ads version, $9.99 per month. Ad-free, $15.99 per month. Ultimate ad-free, $19.99 per month. One what might does be wondering, mean? what does ultimate ad-free mean? <laughs> and I have no idea. They give no details other than these price points and their titles. How many ads are we talking? Yeah, like, is ad-free truly ad-free? It seems like it's not if there's a... So what do if I do nothing? I don't know what I pay for HBO, but if I just do nothing, will it just downgrade me or like just start playing ads with a different logo? I'm sure they'll they've got like 800 emails ready to. Oh, I fire fucking up, hate it all. Make it all dumb. HBO, uh, like, and it's I'm not gonna unsubscribe. Just mm. like no one is gonna unsubscribe. So that's the frustrating part. They've got us in somewhat of a stranglehold. Like, yeah, I'm going to skip the last season of Barry because you guys made a poor decision from the back office. Mm. And they know they've got us. They know that, especially with a number of succession episodes left in the chamber, like we're not just going to stop. After that, though, like that's all they've got right now, mm-hmm. show-wise. Last succession of us and Barry have like seven episodes left, then they're both gone. HBO, I also don't get why they're calling it Max. They're like, let's take out the recognizable part of our name. <laughs> Let's get rid of the HBO thing everyone's heard of, and we'll just call it Max. Well, they already did an odd pivot. In is Cinemax gone? Did they just com- homogenize those? Like, is that that still is a channel? But like, they it's don't have a- originals. It's like barely anything. It used to be Max Originals, and now it went to HBO Max Originals. Now it's going to go back to Max Originals for stuff that might have been on Cinemax, but is now on this weird fucking Frankenstein network. Yes. <laughs> That's the best part. Can you imagine like a bunch of old white out of t- out of touch guys sitting in a fucking boardroom? Like the thing we got to do is we got to get everything and we got to uh, more commercials and uh, just like a bunch of fat out of shape guys who've never created anything in their lives. Yeah. And they just have this long list of opinions of ways to just gouge us out of an extra six bucks a month. Yeah. Fuck off. It's and, not working. Yeah, and their ideas, they're clearly just out. They also announced that uh, a new Harry Potter series that will, quote, faithfully adapt all of the books into... They're going to take every book and make a season of television out of it. 
So we're talking about like a decade-long Harry Potter TV show to tell the story that they already told in the movies that are barely 10 years old. The best part is that the Harry Potter fans who've probably canceled J.K. Rowling will just pretend that never happened because there's new content and she's got her fingers all over it in an ex executive producer standpoint. Yeah. I mean, you're a Potterhead. You I love am, the yeah. movies. I love Harry Potter. Will you watch... Will you watch this series for the next 10 uh, years? Yes, I will. Fuck. Every episode. Fuck, I was afraid of this. Lucy's a Potterhead too, I think, so we're good to go here at the... Uh, <laughs> It's 69 Pearl Street. Fuck. Folks, get ready for the Harry Potter corner for the next 10 years. My stomach just sank. Um, <clears throat> no, but this seems like a waste of everyone's like time and money and talent. Like, yeah, 100%. we're just going to run it back. We're just going to retell these stories, and we're going to do it longer. We're going to really like milk the shit out of these books. Daniel Radcliffe, fresh off the set of Equus, with his like weird, sinewy body. <laughs> I mean, the base of my cock is in every photo. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if, like, who will they recast? Who will the new Harry Potter be? Probably, like, Anthony Anderson or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that would be an inspired choice. I would say if it could be anybody and they wanted it to be awesome and it was, like, a later on Harry Potter. I guess they're, since they're doing each book, this doesn't work, but I would say Aaron Taylor Johnson would be a good Harry Potter. They'll probably start with, like, a child. Somebody cool. They'll probably get that kid from Bo is Afraid, who everyone thought was CGI. <laughs> who's actually a real kid. Who Most has... people think I'm CGI based on my behavior. <laughs> they do. That's I'm actually true. AI. That's the joke. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just, I'm grossed out by the lack of uh, creativity or good ideas that seem to be going on. David, you got a still going. And speaking of shitty ideas, um... Samuel L. Jackson and John David Washington are set to star in a Netflix film adaptation of August Wilson's Pulitzer Prize winning stage play, The Piano Lesson. Enough is enough! <laughs> Could you imagine a more boring sounding movie than The Piano Teacher starring Samuel L. Jackson and John David Washington? I think John David Washington is one of the worst guys <laughs> working today. Marie? I really do. And Samuel L. Jackson, I outside of Tarantino movies, like I could leave him in the obits forever. You Truly. Didn't, you didn't think he was good in, a, <laughs> in, in one insert. of his 980 <laughs> credits? Yeah. No, he is a bit of like a parody of himself these days. IMDb seems to think he was only in 10 different things, but I feel like that's untrue. What's or I'm sorry, 200 and 10 whatever the fights whatever the number is it's way lower than it should be i'm confused i was gonna say i can confidently say samuel L. jackson is in more than 10 things or yeah like it's like 211 is what it says and that even that seems light <laughs> yeah that's i've been in a lot more than that bill cosby voice Ooh. not samuel l i wish that uh maybe bill cosby will show up in this do you think it's he'll show up and like try to put stuff in your drink and that whole yarn i mean i sure hope not mm. that would be rude yeah that wouldn't be good at all it wouldn't really be that shoehorned either if i just did it anyway <laughs> even though we're basically no. laying it on real thick no it sure wouldn't no. be but i mean that's a movie that'll probably be on like apple plus at some point it'll just come and go like the tide <laughs> we'll be here watching it go what was that other thing he did on HBO where he was like, it was like a stage play, him like in the room. You know what I'm talking about. 
Yeah, I, I blocked I can't it out. What it was called? I blocked it out so my mind could survive and not die of stagnation. So I tried to get the Cosby music, and this came on instead. What was the bit we did with the Muppets? Um, I don't know, but I think they're still trying to like keep the Muppets relevant. They're probably working on a new movie. Um, I don't even remember which Muppet voice I can do. For whatever reason, Cosby music wasn't working. No doubt, no doubt. Not sure why. They took it. They probably took it down because he's a rapist. Wow. Allegedly. Uh, Matthew McConaughey thinks Woody Harrelson could be his actual biological brother. This all stems what? from a revelation that McConaughey's mother knew Harrelson's father, perhaps intimately. They are yet to do a DNA test to confirm or deny. What do we think of this? I think they should just do a DNA test and not get it into the press. I know, but what if they milked it forever and possibly turned True Detective Season 5 into them investigating whether or not they're brothers in real life? That could be sick. That I'm okay with. True Detective Season 5 looked cool from the little snippet that I watched. Neither of them are attached at all, right? No, yeah. The actual True Detective, I think it's Season 4, is uh, Jodie Foster and some unknown person investigating a crime in... Some sort of snowy location. It's Drake Bell, actually. Oh. And Jodie Foster. It's it's a 25-minute episode. <laughs> they find him, and everyone's just kind of like, hmm, I guess that's that. That's it. <sighs> and then uh, I was going to make a multiple makes joke, but we're just going to move along. I mean, do you think Woody Harrelson and... I think they, look, they look and sound sort of alike, I guess. Well. I don't know. Woody Harrelson, I'm still reeling from Champions. <laughs> I am too, actually. At how great it was. Oh, I'm reeling because of other reasons. No, I loved it. It was um, really good. Yeah. Did you see that, speaking of really good, that uh, the new Mario movie made $376 million? Wahoo! Yes, it's like breaking records. I think it's like the highest grossing animated movie of all time already somehow. I Fans who heard last week's show know I, I didn't love it. But, I don't uh, think I'll ever watch it, yeah. I think people are tired of hearing fully grown adults' opinions on the Super Mario Brothers movie. I've been yammering about it all week, feeling really childish. Men but, in their almost 40s bashing a movie written for nine-year-olds. But that doesn't change the fact that it was uninspired and it was just colorful. It's a movie for babies. We're moving along, though. We did remember that Dennis Hopper played Bowser, though. That yes, was good. in the original live action. Is he dead? He is. <laughs> you know who else is dead? Who? <laughs> the, one of the guys from the S Club. Oh, S Club. They exist. Uh, let's see. What's his name? What's his name? Oh, Paul Catherine or Catherine. Oh, he is dead. I mean, you hate to hear it. I'm crying. The fans can't hear it, but I'm fucking torn up about it. Do I, does anyone remember the S Club or is that just me? It's just you. It's, it's like a British 90210. Bunch of fruits. <laughs> a British 90210. Did you watch this show? Not an episode, no. Was it a show or was it just a It was a, a show, yeah. Oh, okay. In England. Okay. A couple of blokes. A couple of birds. Mm, yeah, and the more of them that die, the funnier it gets. Wow. I mean, that's just twisted, man. I know. You're, I'm you're a so twisted dark. guy. You're I, so dark, dude. I, wrote, I wrote down bright, too, in my notes, and that's it. <laughs> See, just when I'm saying you're so dark, you remind me that you love bright. So mm -hmm. the light and the dark, it's a nice mix. Um, 
Did you see that Rob Deerdeck revealed on Instagram that he films 336 episodes of MTV's Ridiculousness every year? How? Good question. Like three a day? I have another question. Why? <laughs> to what end? Yeah, he's trying to get enough episodes in the can that the show will just live forever and ever. Yeah, I mean, for people unaware of the show, this is like all MTV airs anymore, is a show called Ridiculousness, which Rob Deerdeck's like in his 50s at this point, and he wears like skater attire and watches internet videos and goes like, that's crazy, after playing them with like a panel of people, and that's a show. It doesn't make sense to me that this show outlasted so many others like it. Yeah. Like Tom Green didn't make it, Jackass, I guess, is still out there, but like... Even like The Soup. Like, right. That was a way better show than this. This guy's just... I don't know. People seem to like him. Who is his audience? That like Chanel West Coast woman just laughing at everything he says? Yeah. Doesn't What happened to the big black guy? They don't like each other anymore or something? That guy was cool. Big from Robin yeah, Big? Yeah. yeah, I think they had a... They must have had a falling out. Is Big dead? I, I think not. he's dead. Don't even, don't even say it, okay? There's only so much death I can handle. If Big's dead, I'm. I don't even know. I don't even want to say. Um, but I feel awful for like the crew of that show, just like sitting there filming episode after episode. It's permanent work, I guess. Yeah, it's probably fine. In an industry where you may not have it, so I suppose like if you're the boom mic operator on a Rob Deerdeck show for thirty years, it could be worse. Like you could be working at Enterprise Rent a Car wearing a golf shirt, but mm. instead. Uh, you get to listen to that chuckle head talk about nothingness. And isn't he like 5'3"? I mean, I'm not sure about that. But this show, they, don't, they do more than one a, a year, obviously. They've had 31 seasons, 1,089 episodes. Too so many far. episodes. Yeah. It's like... That's what people will be saying about us when we're like 78 years old, like cranking out an episode a week still. Yeah. I mean, that'll be the real ridiculousness i look forward to it but i just thought that was fucked up it's not great did you see that uh you know angus cloud from euphoria the guy who talks like this like hey rue mm. is me i yeah. guess the thing is i have an opiate addiction oh, and word. one time i vomited in my manager's face while he was performing cpr on me due to a, an opiate overdose damn that's kind of fucked up. And it was like, I was talking about this with Rian. He was like, well, yeah, the kid like slurs all of his words. Like no one saw that coming. Yeah, he does seem like very... He's either the best actor ever or he's like really fucked up on the show. He plays a drug dealer and he's just like a guy on drugs in mm. real life. So it's not a, a far reach. What do we think about Euphoria season three or four or whatever it is? They're setting it five years in the future. Did you see that? Jacob B. Lordy is playing a cop. I love that they're treating it like an Avengers movie. It's like yeah. we're taking a five-year time jump so we can catch up with them. Won't they be like out of college at that point? Why yeah. are they doing a time jump? It seems silly now that I'm thinking about it. I, I think that they're all... I, I don't know what year in high school they're supposed to be. I think they were... I was under the impression they were seniors. So by that rationale, they'd be all out of college. And I guess now Jacob E. Lordy is a police officer. Mm. I, I famously love Euphoria for whatever reason. I think it was I think it was really good. I like Eric Dane's character a lot. So I'm curious as to where it's going to go. Mm. They, they ended it with quite a cliffhanger, I guess, with the Angus Young stuff and the raiding his house and all that. I mean, 
I wouldn't say I love it, but I enjoyed watching it. It's got no. uh, every episode like looks like a movie. It's got some big production behind it. The movies. Zendaya's got some chops. Sydney Sweeney Marie. has uh, huge boobs. I don't know if anyone's ever noticed that. It'd be nice to touch them, huh? I mean, I'd probably be all right. Right? Probably like whatevs. It's my wife also. Don't talk about her that way. My wife. But uh, I'll watch it when it comes back. That five-year time jump. Speaking of uh, Sydney Sweeney, did you see the Dalai Lama sucked <laughs> on some young boy's tongue? I did see that video. And folks, it is as weird as it sounds. Right. So I jump shipping on. And I make my way over to Tibet. And I get on as a loop where it occurs or whatever. That's good. That's a good uh, clip. Don't worry. There's only a minute and 16 left. I just wanted to see your reaction. Mm, it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. You no. were worried I was going to play the whole clip, weren't you? Uh, I was worried you played any of it, <laughs> quite frankly. But uh, <laughs> what were you saying? The Dalai Lama sucks on young boys' tongues. Mm. Because this is a, t a podcast about movies and television, and the Dalai Lama has never been in either. Mm. Well, I mean, there's Kundun, I guess. Kundun, I liked it. Isn't he in that? I think that's yes. him. This clip, I saw it. It's it's a weird one. So gross. It's and I love that they had to like make uh, an announcement where he's being like, you know, apologizing or whatever. And his explanation is basically like he likes bits. So the Dalai Lama does bits, and that was him doing a bit. He had to do like a formal Twitter apology, which mm. is fucking hysterical. Yeah. I look forward to the day we have to do formal Twitter apologies. Oh God, I'd be, be so bad at that. Yeah, I'd be a pro. I'll write. I'll write one. For Nothing you. I say is even close to genuine at all. <laughs> I mean, did you see that Robert Downey Jr. has a new <clears throat> docu series called Downey's Dream Cars? Follows him as he restores classic cars into eco-friendly yeah. automobiles. This sounds like something I may be interested in. Yeah. What are you trying to pull, Robert? Yeah, let's stay in your own yeah. lane, Iron Man. Yeah, maybe I'm the new Iron Man. Yeah. I'll play Iron Man. <laughs> hey, Jarvis. And instead of Jarvis, it's uh, it's Kenny Banya, or whatever that guy's name is, who leads my band. Hey, Jarvis, cover me in an all-denim Iron Man suit. <laughs> and uh, send me on a mission with uh, Black Widow. My, fir yeah. my first bout as Iron Man, I got lit on fire and then I got tossed out of my vehicle and I rolled across the highway wearing a <laughs> denim jumpsuit. If only I had my denim Iron Man suit on, I would have been completely invincible. You oh, see wait. this? You hear about this? Oh, wait, this Hawkeye, this Jeremy Renner on the set of Renovations. <laughs> We're running into all the Avengers here. This yeah. is sick. I mean... Jeremy Reno uses his musician money. You pictured, uh, <laughs> you pictured Jay Leno in the in the Iron Man suit, huh? Having to do like that, like dun -dun 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 song playing, and then it like clips together, with, but it's all just <laughs> denim instead. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In a word, yes. Him roaring out of the castle, yeah. or the Iron Man lair, whatever the fuck. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. What do you shoot a web out over me? Yeah, what's the deal with those webs? <laughs> Is that this bit's flailing, but it was really good in the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a green light. I'm giving that a full green light. I don't know why all these people are doing these shows. Renovations mm. is not a joke. I saw... Aware. It exists, and it's on Disney Plus right now. Yes. I watched a full episode of it. Oh. Yeah, here in your home. 
Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather have you tell me that you like brought young boys over to, to lick you. <laughs> well, that happened also. Me and the Dalai Lama had a whole cool down. We fired up. Just your, sucking uh, on the Dalai Lama's tongue with renovations on in the background. <laughs> Jay Leno's in the corner, yeah. puking his guts out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach over this. I can't watch you guys getting it on. I wish I didn't see or hear about this. I haven't fucked my wife in three decades. <laughs> I'll never get this out of my fucked up mind. My pubes are silver. Nah. They're burned off from a car fire. <laughs> That's right. I mean... Um... Lucy and I were in New York over the week, I guess, and uh, Scott was watching the cats. Thank you, buddy. And during that time, we actually saw, I want to say at least like five or six renovations ads Mm. on every, like the rotating billboards, a couple permanent ones. And you were swayed by each one thinking, I'm going to watch the show. I'm kind of tired of his whole like, I'm back arc. Like (laughs) I didn't die in the snowplow and like now I'm on a talk show. I love he makes like one appearance on something and you're like, okay, that's enough. I'm get, good. Get him out of here. Hey man, I got hurt the other day yeah. too. I've dropped something on my toe. This so is true. listen. I mean, Disney Plus Greenlight a series about Ank recuperating from that. I'd prefer that series. You want a toe, dude? I'll get you a toe. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna be watching that later. Fans will hear got about him. it. Did you see that Arnold filled up a pothole? And then people, then people are trying to say that it was really like a service utility hole that they needed open, as like a cover for leaving some fucking jacked up pothole on his street for six months. Yeah, he got tired of waiting for the city to fill this pothole. Did it himself. Mm-hmm. That's cool guy stuff. I agree. Um, I'm into it. I hope he made a whole thing of it and dropped some Terminator lines to the camera. And uh, like my car will be back on this road. <laughs> so yes, stupid. Exactly that kind of stuff. I, after Will Sasso's uh, Arnold impression, I don't want to hear anybody else do it, mm. especially not fucking Chad. Yeah, it's one. It's tough to resist doing it, and everyone's basically the same. I do it a lot, even though mine is not particularly strong. Um, HBO has announced another Game of Thrones prequel series. Titled A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, colon, The Hedge Knight. Uh, well, for, you messed up, by the way. You're messing up HBO's pronouns. It's actually called Max now. Yes. So you're dead naming it. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know what I was thinking. But they're going to milk everything they have just forever and ever. Mm. Like, I don't think anyone's concerned with new content at all no. they're legit just going to keep going back to the same old wells forever and ever Clearly. until we're dead they're like hey harry potter 10 year show more game of thrones <laughs> like let's go i also, tried watching that, that prequel show the dragons it was awful i liked it had moments but like i i didn't finish the season and don't care to continue with it i'm sure that'll go like eight seasons <sighs> yeah like it's like the Harry Potter of this. It's just more of the same. They're so scared to like try anything new. And also that title, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, colon, The Hedge Knight. What's a hedge knight? Exactly. It's they like, call me the edge knight because <laughs> I like to edge when I jerk off. Fucking. Like, it has knight in the title twice, and it's just so wordy. It's like, oh, my God. Say it again, the knight. A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, colon, The Hedge Knight. Like, who fucking thought of this? It's clunky. Clunky. It couldn't be clunkier. <laughs> oh. I haven't seen a good title in years. 
I mean, that's all they do is either really clunky, long-winded titles or single word. There's yeah. never like an appropriate title. Yeah, Give me a Pulp Fiction. Exactly. Two words. No, you're right. It's it's one word or too much. Matt Damon actually was quoted on the air red carpet saying that Pulp Fiction is one of his favorite movies. Kid, that's pretty sick. Oh, so I'm in good company. I mean, speaking of fucking regional treasures like Matt Damon. Wow. Mark Wahlberg visited a Quincy grocery store the other day, revealing that he once worked there. His first job at the Quincy Stop and Shop. Was it where he blinded his first Asian or <laughs> where he said the N-word a lot of times publicly? I mean, I got a good feeling it was the place where all of that happened and more. Hey, put your card back, you fucking... <laughs> this Stop and Shop, I go to this particular grocery store like every other day lately, and it's fucked up that I didn't run into Mark. You swinging this. by to pick up your Uncrustables and your six-pack of Mountain Dew and like a big giant family-sized bag of Skittles. And he's like, hey, Scott, what are you doing? Hey, I heard you? you've been talking shit about me on that fucking podcast enough. Yeah. I heard you been Check doing- out my municipal underwear. Heard you've been doing a bit about Wahlburgers. That isn't really getting a lot of traction, but it's still getting me all upset. You think those thin little flavorless burgers aren't going to put money on my fucking table hoops? Fucking I'm going to fucking kill you. You think Wall Street is coming back for season two on Max soon? Yeah, I call it Max because I'm fucking progressive and dope. Is Wall Street on Max as well? Yes. Oh, God. What is that network doing? I need to add that to the thing. But yeah, it's just all these people are like slinking by us undetected. I just bit my fucking callus off my or, uh, like cuticle off thinking about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like, just like nervous ticks start happening. <laughs> Kid, uh... I'm never going away ever. That's right. And we're going to find all of them. They're going to all get down here to the chill zone one of these days. Speaking of Mark Wahlberg, tomorrow hey. is the uh, Boston Marathon, the 10-year anniversary of the uh, marathon bombing. Yeah, we're going to spend the day re-watching Patriot's Day. Of course. And then a bunch of other beanset classics. All right, men. We're Kid. heading to the marathon finish line. Get fucking Patriot's Day, the best day. All right, man, take out your dicks. It's out. I fucking... Have you had a couple of cocktails already? Yeah. Uh, I I don't have anything beyond the fact that it's the 10-year anniversary of the bombing, but... uh, Kid, that's pretty fucking sick. I mean, I'm probably going to rewatch 80 for Brady on Patriot's Day and just, like, get all fucked up, think about how sick Gronk is. Only in Massachusetts would they take uh, a tremendous athletic event and turn it into a day-drinking event for fat, out-of-shape guys. (laughs) Is that what Patriot's Day is? Yes. Like Marathon Mondays, just everyone schleps into the city, congests the roads and the sidewalks, and just gets as drunk as they possibly can <laughs> while watching guys from Kenya win a race. I'm going to do a marathon of beers, kid. I'm going to drink 26.2 beers. It's legitimately a poison day every year. So I'm t- I take the day off because mm. typically this is my first year of having the Newton gym. And I was all relieved about it. And then I thought, oh, wait, the marathon goes through Newton as well. Because it's 26 fucking miles. I'm okay with the marathon and the runners. Go ahead. I just hate the fact that there are spectators. Mm. And people that are like, no, it's fun. Okay, remove the alcohols. It's still fun? I don't think so. Yeah, people love an event. You throw like a parade or literally anything in the streets that's out of the ordinary. And everyone will come out of their house and be like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, look at this. Are you seeing this? I don't. I fully don't understand it. Yeah, it's kind of... Makes no sense. 
It's wild. We should expect more of things. Yes. Although, I don't know, a marathon, people, it's something. It's people exercising. It's got that going for it. It's true. I it would be. I'd think it would be a cool event if they didn't allow spectators. Just shut the whole city down, make everybody stay home, mm. and then we let the runners just take over. And instead of staying on the exact track, they can like just race to the finish line however they want, mm. running through stores and stuff. <laughs> that does sound more fun. And, and they can steal while they're doing it. It'll be like the 2000 movie Rat Race, exactly. John Lovitz, which I watched a little bit of on TV the other night. It's it holds up. Your shit, still and got, I'm champagne. Still got the stuff. Um, did you see that Timothy Chalamet will work with a vocal coach for his upcoming Bob Dylan biopic just to get that? (laughs) Just, he's going to get that just right. He's training with the man who trained Austin Butler to do his vocal work for Elvis. And I love the idea of Timothy Chalamet's voice getting stuck like Bob Dylan, like what happened with Austin Butler. And Funny. he's just like, mm. he's on the set of Dune 2, like, hello, Zendaya. I can't shake this. I am too workish. I don't I think Timothy Chalamet has the chops to pull off Bob Dylan. I don't either. I like him, but, but it's, it seems like an interesting, hard character to play. I'm open to the idea of it. It sounds interesting. Is this yep. a cut? It's, it's not bad. It's weird because in the hurricane, they find out that he actually did do it. Yes. After, all, after making a movie, declaring his innocence, and this dope song. So it's got that weird wrinkle to it, but it is a cut. Bob Dylan's a, uh, I feel like people are either in or out on him. I think he's got some things. I like his stuff. I'm not like very in, but. Yeah. I famously don't like music. <laughs> it's out on cut. I just think it stinks. <laughs> yeah, you, you like music when it's funny more yeah. than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't see you often like tearing up. I to, listen like, to a power John ballad. Mayer and that's it. Hmm. Well, I was getting a tattoo the other day, and the uh, woman tattooing me was like, what do you want to listen to? And I was genuinely completely stumped, because nothing I listen to is cool enough to play across a whole tattoo studio. Like, if it were up to me, I would have put John Mayer on, but I knew she would laugh at me, so I was like, oh, fuck, no matter what I say, she's going to laugh at me. And I didn't want to be- are all going to laugh at not going to be obvious and be like, Biggie and Tupac, like something cool. So I was like, uh, fucking the Beatles? And she's like, I hate the Beatles. And I was like, I know you do. My wife hates the Beatles. Rian hates the Everybody hates the Beatles. I get it, but... I hate the fucking Eagles. Get out of my car. Uh, so, and then it was funny because then she she refused to put it on like in a joking way. And then after a while when I was... Because it was a five plus hour tattoo and I was starting to tap out after like four hours and she goes, I got a little treat for you. And she mm. put the Beatles on. It was cute. It was funny. Because I was like in agony. And then it was like, do, 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 do. Mm. She's like, I don't actually like hate the Beatles. I just don't want to tattoo to them. And I was like, see, everybody says they hate the Beatles. And then they listen to them and they go, wow, this is great. It's just a fun thing that people like to say. I mean, if you don't like any Beatles songs, you're kind of like fucked up. It seems made say. up when people say they flat out hate them. Yeah, it's like, you're being silly. You're being a goof. I'm a contrarian. I'm no s- almost like I've gone like a boomerang around the contrarianism of hating the Beatles and swung back and said I love them the most. My Beatles opinion <clears throat> boomeranged back. 
Oh, shit. Oh, like Big Tops 10 or whatever the fuck that was. Back into the VCR. That one's just for you, Monty. What was that again? Like a woman pegging a man? And it was like paused right at that part? I don't know where this DVD came from. The funny part is, is in, when we were 17, we all teased him about that beyond belief. Mm. Yet was, now, like... I was progressive. If Lucy offered to peg me tonight, I'd do a backflip. I'd be like, really? All right. You're all canceled for goofing on me. Peg me, baby! <laughs> peg, peg, peg! <laughs> Peg. It's married, oh. with, married with children stuff. Um, yeah, did you see that Kim Kardashian is going to be starring in American Horror Story what? season 12, which will exist for some I, reason? I directed it. Because no one on earth can give up on anything. We're just going to keep making the same season of everything forever. Yeah, I did see that. And uh, there's no way that's going to be good. No chance. You she can't fucking she- act. Wait, didn't you see uh, her work in Epic Movie from 2007? She's a great actress. I only saw her work having sex with Ray J, hmm. and that was pretty good. I've cranked fucking, to that a few times. Fucking pretty fucking good performance. Do you think Sarah uh, Paulson and Evan Peters are attached? I mean, I can't imagine that they're going to be able to wriggle out of whatever fucking hellish contract Ryan Murphy made them sign. Evan Power Peters? Yes. I mean, I think it would be cooler if Caitlyn Jenner joined American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm in a horror movie. Hi, baby. I'm going to kill everybody. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. I got a... Uh, um, <laughs> what a reveal. I'm it's, a, a hilarious, I'm a it's a hilarious bit, but you got nothing for it. But it, it is very funny mm. in itself. It exists in its own universe. It doesn't even need writing. Thank you for your assistance. That helps <laughs> much. <laughs> Just picturing him like in the... In, or her, sorry. This in the dope. intro, like... Whatever the song is. Yeah. 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 Come on, Sarah Paulson. I'm in the haunted house. You're manly enough for me. That's right. Bye bye. An animated Stranger Things spinoff is in the works. This. (sighs) Forget all those. This is necessary and this will be good. This I. (laughs) I'm confident in. Did you see Millie Bobby Brown is getting married too? A lot going on over there. I did. Isn't she like 14 years old? She's not old enough to get married. Yeah. She's barely 19, right? She's barely... I'm trying to remember that She's 16 years old. Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, good, good. But, uh, I mean, we wish Millie Bob Thornton and her husband or wife the best. Whatever's going on over there. I think it's a guy. Okay, dope. Is that... (laughs) kid gonna be there in the animated series yeah the the toothy kid from stranger kings at the i wedding. have a condition i'm the ring bearer <laughs> you take a ride <laughs> the lawfully wedding <laughs> he brings the the ring down in his teeth or like just like shoved into his gums yes hey hey millie i got the rings oh the hurricane's playing again I guess I'm the hurricane. David Harbour's in the corner like, this is the most beautiful nuptials I've ever seen. I'm too drunk for this function like I am often. Is he an alcoholic? Is that the running bit with him? I mean... Or was it just that one time at the SAG Awards when he humiliated himself? That's what I want to know. Let's pretend he's like Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born and Mm. is pissing himself on stage, doing all sorts of cool guy stuff. Did I read you that headline from the Hollywood Reporter guy about Bo is Afraid? What is that? Uh, some Hollywood Reporter columnist wrote, 
It starts out paying homage to Martin Scorsese's After Hours before shifting into Carl into Charlie Kaufman mode with a splash of Cronenbergian grotesquerie. I had like a big cackle at that. That legit sounds like something smug cunt of a review. <laughs> it sounds like something I would say in a joking fashion on this podcast. Yes, like with a splash of whimsy that recalled Terrence Malick. That headline yes. was so douchey. I was reading it on my Apple News at like six a.m. and I had to look up uh, who what the guy looked like, and he's like this chubby, nerdy-looking dude with a fedora in every photo. Like he has a fedora, never doesn't have a fedora. So he's cool as hell. So he's like Ving Rhames in Mission Impossible. Yes. But not quite as dope. I mean, that's fucked up. When is Mission Impossible out? I think Soon? that's... I don't think it's this summer. I think it's like Christmas, maybe. Mm. We need that. Too. We do. We also need Mahershala Ali's Blade, which now has Mia Goth attached, which I'm excited about. Yeah. <laughs> She's cool. I had a, a tweet that did pretty well that was... Uh, I can't remember exactly. It was basically like, I think she's going to be great as Blade. Because <laughs> the headline made it seem like she was going to be cast in the titular role. Folks, I'm very dumb. You can follow me at Skip Seasoned on all the things. Um, also, a new spinoff of The Big Bang Theory is in the works at Max. <sighs> just to really... Max, they're, they're just killing it over there. Another young or like young something? I think they're going old. Old Sheldon this time. <laughs> It's going to be the new... Jim Parsons is still attached to making 250 k an episode regardless. He's just like in a producer ca capacity. I would actually watch if it was... Quarter million. If it was him in old age makeup, like just shuffling around, like withering away. I don't hate Jim Parsons. I kind of get a kick out of him. What do you think? I mean, I like the idea of you supporting his non-Big Bang Theory work, whatever that might be. I was on a plane with one of the guys, like the, the like eighth or ninth lead on that show. And I can't even remember the guy's name. And I remember I tweeted him yes. and he was, it was like a regular commercial JetBlue flight. And I was like, I was just on the plane with blah, blah, blah. And he wrote back and was like, you should have said hello. Like within seconds, I was just like, that's the kind of accessibility that I really respect. That's what I'm talking about. That's where we're at. If anyone sends oh, yeah. us any sort of anything, we'll uh, just really milk it for... An unthinkable I, amount. I of time. regularly give out my cell phone number and address on the podcast, and like everything to do with my business and email, and like I never hear from anybody ever. <laughs> Just any day now, I'm expecting like, yet yeah, there's kids on TikTok with like 290 million views per video. Yeah. I just just give me one fucking email. We haven't gotten an email since September of 2022. I think we need to get on TikTok. You think that'll be the ticket? I thought we should come up. My new idea is that we'll come up. We're going to make an OnlyFans, and <laughs> yes. it's not like a sex one. It's just like a Patreon, but we did it through OnlyFans because it sounds funnier. Mm. And we just do like a little bit of fan service and like a post credits kind of thing, and then you get to hear it on on the OnlyFans. Yeah, we take it very literally. It would the only person that would subscribe to it would be Monty, mm -hmm. and it would be great. I think we'll we call should it, do it. Uh, Only Legs. <laughs> nope. Let me do it again. Uh, <laughs> okay. Monty has a messed up hand. Okay, better. That's all I got. <laughs> Fuck. Doper. God damn it. <laughs> and he's not white. Okay, yes. Nailed him. Got it. We landed it. Got him. <laughs> Fucking nerd. But I support that. We'll we'll roll out that tier at some point. Yeah, I think we need something. Yeah. South Shore Boys has a Patreon, doesn't it? We I don't think we've 
Ooh, it I exists. We've updated that in a bit. I think we forgot about that. Funny. I, I hadn't thought about that in a while since you just mentioned it. That just stopped me right in my tracks. I'm going to ra- remind the rest of the fellas. They probably don't remember that we're supposed to be doing that either. Whoop. Whoop. But we're going to figure that out and ours out, and it's going to be all dope. Do you see they're doing another fire festival? Hmm. Not a bit. It's Billy McFarland is out of jail and putting it together. Somehow actually has investors and all sorts of shit lined up and is going to really do it again. See, that's what sucks about stuff. Is like you can really just fail over and over again. As long as like people know who you are, you can have like unlimited chances to just do the dumbest, shittiest stuff out there. That's such a good fucking point. It's like this guy, why is this happening? Why would anyone on earth be like, yeah, let's let's try that again. Let's run that back. Yeah. Like the biggest failure in festival history. Yeah, can you imagine like you're you're the one of the head guys at a venture capital firm and somebody comes across your desk with a pitch for Fire Festival 2? Mm. Oh, you mean from that fucking tubby idiot who went to prison for a year and a half? Yeah, like, oh, sweet. Yeah, all right, here's a check for $100 million. Let's do it again. Actually, you know what? Just take this blank check. I, I trust you. you. You guys will figure just, this yeah, out. Write down whatever amount of money you want and just make it happen. I'm sure this guy won't fucking try to scam everybody again. Yeah, they made a documentary about him. He's probably a great guy. There's two. And then he's on every podcast in America talking about exactly how he scammed everybody. Yeah, it's... I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I can't Truly. believe that it's fucking ridiculous. That's happening, frankly. I'm but, upset about it. But that. I did get us tickets. Okay. <laughs> Wait, who do they say who is going to be performing? No I idea. Fuck. Probably like S Club and <laughs> Mia Goth. S Club Seven minus the uh, Feature- recently departed. <laughs> Featuring Iron Man Jay Leno. <laughs> hey, I'm here at the Fire Festival because yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire. Get it? <laughs> my faith. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm seeing this. Kevin Eubanks, put out the fire with your black dick. Yeah. What? We didn't start well, the fire. Slap him in the face with it. That wasn't just, that's just is. being racist for no reason. I apologize for that, guys. Is a racist mentioning that he's black? Kind of. Mm, no. It's I not ideal. Cool. I think you're doing I'm going to, I'm working on that. I'm a work in progress. I mean, we all are. Folks, am I right? Um, You want to talk TV for a hot second? Can you go fuck yourself? Yes. Dave, season three. Did you watch it yet? I watched the first two episodes. How did we think, or what did we think? I was uh, watching this with friend of the show, Dan, mm-hmm. and I was saying to him that Dave is a show, I loved season one. I thought it was like the new Curb. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious, like a home run. Season two was like a sophomore slump in the most classic sense. I think it like almost fell off to the point where I stopped watching it. Oh, boy. Season three, I'm like back and forth. Like within the episode, I'm like, is this guy funny? Do I hate this guy? I feel that way about Little Dicky a lot, yeah. I don't know like where I land on the show, but I'm, I'm watching it. I see too many videos of him freestyling to fully be invested in him and people talking about how good it is. It's like, can you stop? He's just saying stuff fast. Yeah. It's not like, and watching it's it, not Eminem. Watching it with other people, like episode one started with a rap that was like particularly unfunny and I was like embarrassed that I put it on. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, this sucks. I was like, it gets funnier, I swear. Like, it'll. Oh, God. It was. I don't I know. I get embarrassed. I get secondhand embarrassment watching him freestyle by myself. Mm. Like, the show itself is fun in a vacuum or something. Like, but when you add in the fact that he is a real guy who really does want to have a hip hop career and has like a song with Chris Brown and like it does exist and he goes on 106 in Park and Hot 97 and all the radio shows and raps, mm. loses me a little bit. 
because it's just sort of cringe. But at the same time, I I think I like him, and I know for a fact I like the guy who plays Gata, who's I think also named Gata in real life, and I really like um, Andrew Santino. Yeah. So will I watch this new season of Dave? Yeah, I will. Yeah, I mean, I'm still watching it, but it's just, I don't know. It's a tough one to, like, recommend at this point. Mm. Has its moments, but... We've been watching Outer Banks. We're finishing up the first season now. Isn't that like a... what? What is that? It's like a teen. It's like Dawson's it's like, Creek with a little bit more edge. Okay. Some babes on it? The main girl is a huge babe. That's about it, though. Fucking... I forget her name. She's gonna fucking hang out and I think it's fucking like do the show. Iron Man Jay Leno or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here I am in South Carolina. North Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had an extra denim. denim I drove down. I don't know if you've seen this, but this is my new show, Jury Duty. Oh, with James Marsden? I've seen yes. a clip that looks really funny. It's great. I like him a lot. I think he's awesome, yeah. This is a show where it's a reality show where the whole bit is everyone on it is an actor and there's only one guy who thinks he's actually going through a weird jury duty. Everyone else is an actor, like, playing a role. Mm. And so it's all about his reactions. James Marsden, the guy who played Cyclops in X-Men and stuff, he plays himself and is, like, goofing on his career, talking to this guy who's, like, a bit of a meathead and, like... Isn't the whole it's, bit no one remembers who he is? Well, that It's funny because like when the guy's first talking to him, he's like, oh, you were in the Sonic movie? And James Marsh is like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I heard that movie was like really, really bad. <laughs> and they just have this whole like fun back and forth. That is funny. I, I like James a lot. The, he won me over years ago when he did that gay sex scene with Jack Black. <laughs> I thought that was the <laughs> funniest fucking thing. Yeah, that what is that movie called? The D-Train? Yeah. That movie is insane. Sneakily hysterical. Yeah, inspired. And it's a movie that no one talks about, and it's really, really, really funny. Yeah, I support that movie wholeheartedly. I forgot it existed. I think doing a gay sex scene as a straight man is, like, to me, you're you're in for life if you do that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, like, there's nothing not... Either you're doing it in a serious way, like Jake Gyllenhaal in... uh, the Land Before Time, or whatever that movie was called, mm. and or you're doing it in a funny way, like James Marsden and D Train, both put yeah. you over the moon. It's the work because most guys would be like, "It's gay, bro," and or they were even Hollywood, they wouldn't do it. I would do a scene where I kissed a man. No doubt, any kind of scene, anytime, <laughs> literally any scene, anytime. If there's a camera anywhere, I'm in. <laughs> even if there isn't, so one. guys, line up and uh, send in uh, your requests proposals mm. for doing a nude gay sex scene with me to enough the podcast at gmail.com thank you but yeah this show's called jury duty it's on prime <clears throat> i'm gonna keep watching because i feel like it's gonna be great when they reveal to this guy that everything that's been going on is a bit specifically on him yeah i like, like that it's almost like mean but it's fun that is fun yeah i'm in on it and that's on prime i mentioned that the Mandalorian season three. Becoming, what do you think so far? I think it's becoming quite the slog. I find myself not finishing most episodes. I bailed after like the first episode of season two. Oh, you don't even watch anymore? Nope. You're out? I'm done. Yeah, they're going into like the lore of like, there's like a, a cult of all these helmet wearing sidecars, like the Mandalorians. And 
they have this they're going into this lore where it's just like nonsense like just have just go to a, like a weird place and protect baby yoda from like a volcano monster or something it's like replace baby yoda with hospula and i'm back in i mean that would spice the show the show's like flat out boring all the star wars stuff is just i'm just kind of tired of uh pedro pascal I feel i'm tired like, of him having a moment and everybody calling him sexy like we get it yeah people like all these videos like you're the internet's daddy say this and that it's like uh, <sighs> everyone stinks <laughs> like oh that's what's he doing today like, look at him go get his mail and i feel like he's not even on the set for this movie there's no he's doing so much stuff there's no way he's showing up to this he's well, probably like voicing in his there's no way he's under the suit, yeah. Because why would they do that? Yeah. That would cost them so much more. They could just pay him half to just do the voiceover from his house. And the show, like the most recent episode, they had uh, Jack Black, who I love, but it's him and Lizzo playing like a space couple, like Imperial space, important, stupid Star Wars people. Did they have like an eating contest? What was the purpose <laughs> of putting them together? They did. They eat a bunch of uh, fucking Death Stars in one sitting, and it's wacky and fun. But Lizzo, I mean, everything aside, like, she's not a good actress. And this no. scene, it's just like, it's like, what are we doing with this show? Like, who is this for? Who's watching this? Like, this is sick. I could like, see Lizzo doing maybe Pitch Perfect or something in, in her lane, but putting her in a weird costume that showcases her obesity and throwing her into the Star Wars universe, to yeah. me, seems like just a complete miscalculation of who she is as a human being. Yeah, it's just like the only people... Yeah, this, it's just for nobody. Like, Anyone hey, wants- let's toss this distractingly obese black woman onto a show because she's having a moment on TikTok right now and... If she lost 100 pounds, everybody would turn against her because the world is fucking t- poison. I hate it here. <laughs> From the perspective of a health professional, mm. a fitness professional, I should say, I'm, I'm appalled. In. That's a good spin, and I like that's it. That's my spin. Yes. She's unhealthy. Sending the message that that's beautiful is not okay. Mm. She's going to die. Um, I was going to try to do my Mando voice, but yours is better. Lizzo, you need uh, to start. You just put your hand over your face. Yeah. Lizzo, do some sit-ups. There we go. But yeah, they just it's too like goofy. Every episode's like guest star of the week. It's like I expect Austin Powers to show up in next week's episode. <laughs> well, that would reel you back in. Yeah, that would actually be dope. Like, hello, Mando. They go on an adventure. They should do that. In some stupid little car. Yes. Yeah, I'm in. Jay Leno's driving. Yeah. Hey, come on in, guys. And just since uh, I feel like we're shitting on everything, something positive, I'm almost done with Beef, the Netflix show. So good. It's like incredible. Fucking great, yeah. This is like the Road Rage show with Steven Yun and... Uh, Ali Wong. Ali Wong. And David Cho, friend of the show. This show like gets better and better every episode. I only have one or two left. This show is so good, I, f- I can't believe it's on Netflix. Yeah. Is is my review. I'm only nervous about the fact that A24 just did something with Netflix Mm. and they're one of the networks that could afford to give them the price tag they want. And if they were to fully take over and then all their movies are now Netflix originals, that scares me. That would be fucked up, no doubt. Uh, But that's a, you know, that probably won't happen. 
And this was really, really good. And the, the positive spin is that maybe A24 could elevate all of Netflix's originals. Ooh, That's the cool. positive spin, but it yeah. won't happen. I mean, this partnership yielded a, a strong show. Beef is one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. I don't want to give too much away about it, but it's essentially like a road rage incident that spirals into a wild goose chase yeah it's like movie level stuff i mm. watch episodes and i'm like fuck that was so good i want to like save i gotta i don't want to just blow through it you haven't how many episodes left one or two i think nice. it's an eight episode deal i ripped through it in like two days yeah it bull big recommendation oh yeah from the team here we started uh what's his face edgar ramirez is florida man also on netflix Ooh, is that it's not anything? good I don't really like Edgar Ramirez. He's a sidecar. Is and this a show or a movie? It's a show with Anthony LaPaglia, Emery Cohen, and Edgar Ramirez. Oh. It's a weird cast. Edgar Ramirez is supposed to be Anthony LaPaglia's son. It just like doesn't work. Hmm. Emery Cohen is supposed to be like a tough guy mobster who's like in charge of Edgar Ramirez. Hmm. It's very weird. I don't know about it's that. Not, it's, it's just everyone in the entire show is miscast and it's just meandering it feels almost like a carl hyacin script the guy who wrote like strip tease it's just like kind of all over the place and i don't know i think i'm out is it strip tease to carl hyacin now i'm questioning myself because no, that sounds right am i i'm like elmore leonard and carl hyacin they kind of overlap similar but anyway it's i didn't enjoy it we watched like two episodes and then we started that jennifer garner show the last thing he told me with mm. nicolas coster while do is that anything it's yeah it's actually interesting so far lucy read the book and i think it's pretty close to the book okay so I like we'll garner see. yeah she's got chops yeah and we finished love is blind the new season it was uninspired yeah, I've heard uh, people watch that, though. That's a reality show that grabs people. Yeah, that, it's a good show, and the concept is hysterical because it's just the idea of actually marrying someone that you just talk to through a curtain is fucking nuts. Yeah, because they... Someone was mentioning they were watching, like, a wedding episode. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, these people agree to get married without ever seeing each other. Yes. It's pretty wacky. They come out, and then they see each other, and then, like, they've already gotten engaged and then like do we make it to the altar and then mm. once they're at the altar a lot of times somebody says no you're like walking to the altar like trying to get a real good look before you get married so like, can i do this hold on what, what am i nope. looking what She's am i working two. with here it's lizzo and jay leno yeah <laughs> yeah i'm back yeah marry me do you take my hand and <laughs> doing all sorts of wedding bits and i wanted to mention succession Mm. probably like one of the best episodes they've Good ever episode, done yeah they did the thing i think they should have done like two seasons ago and now the show can like finally begin in its final season you mean kill logan roy yeah spoiler alert for people who uh <laughs> i got it spoiled familiar. for me i did two actually from an, a sopranos meme account Ooh. with a picture of Edie Falco saying, uh, Logan Roy is dead, holding a phone, like in yeah. the kitchen. People can't help but spoil this stuff, like the exact moment it happens. Maybe we should bleep that out so we're not like those kudges. It's been a week. All right, that's probably fair. If you care, you've seen it. Yeah, I mean, it's everywhere. If you're online, you have probably seen it. Was it was everywhere. Avoiding succession spoilers is impossible. Mm. Sucks, because then it's just like, oh, you got to watch it live. I don't watch anything live. I'm not going to go out of my way to remember to put the tv on right on time just so i don't catch some fucking meme spoiler yeah 
So then the alternative is I unfollow every meme account, which I have done before. But yeah, the I think they the show was just like spinning its wheels for like a season yeah. or maybe even two. And now we can get into like, okay, what's actually going to happen with the succession? I think they're in an interesting spot. I think the show's going to end strong. I hope so. I'm like, I'm back in on this show. And I was, I was very cold on it last season. And I kind of hate the Brian, hated the Brian Cox character. So, I mean, I guess you're supposed to. Mm. But so killing him off is something I thought they would do as a tool in season two. So it's cool that they've finally done it. And yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was not exactly expect. I was expecting it because of the spoiler, but I wasn't expecting it to happen. I thought it would be later in this season if, if they were going to do it. Because that's the whole show. He's like in charge of the company. Every other character's like under him and like waiting for his orders for stuff. So now that he's gone, like everything will be mm. crazy and interesting probably. And also I watched 80 for Brady and it, folks, you're not even going to believe this. It's very shitty and not yeah, funny bad. and it's on paramount plus if you're sick enough to want to check it out sick maniac yeah jane fonda has a running gag where she writes gronk erotica and uh that's kind of funny i thought she i wrote down that she looks like marlon wayans in white chicks in this movie i think you tweeted that that got me good yeah <laughs> little, like her like cake face of makeup and cgi eyebrows it's they look i'm gonna do like a side-by-side yeah. -side comparison it's something somehow that's racist but yeah the movie it's like it was written by like the tom brady ai from dudesy it's a fucking <laughs> astonishing it's a real piece of shit <laughs> you're not gonna be, even believe it if you watch it folks is it free yet oh yeah it's on paramount plus oh you said that okay cool it's yeah. I would never pay real money. No, for eighty for Brady. You don't want to pay for eighty for Brady. I wouldn't pay eighty cents. I was gonna say it should be eighty dollars, <laughs> one for each laugh. But yeah, that's there if you want to watch that. I think that's everything we watched this week. Mm. I mean, we got to tell the fans we're off to the. Yeah, we have kind of a special Sunday show this week. Yeah, we're off to the theater to see The Big Lebowski for its big twenty-fifth anniversary theatrical run which is pretty cool i think it's gonna be sick yeah never seen this movie in the theater obviously yeah it was i was 14 when it came out i mm. think so the fact that we get to see it on the big screen i'm, I'm like legit excited yeah it's, like it's uh, gonna be awesome seeing any movie that you've never seen in a theater in a theater before is very cool lucy and i saw um silence of the lambs in, in theaters last year for their for its 40th anniversary i think toughened your nipples didn't it <laughs> that's pretty good he's in when the yeah. little girl's on the slab where will it tickle you yeah like amc and places should do that more often oh yeah it's like air an old movie i'll be there i'll fucking watch it it's it's such a no-brainer you put the big lebowski on the big screen and sell it for regular ticket price people are gonna come yeah of course they're gonna come it's awesome mm. so I'm excited. Um, we want to take a tiny little break and then we go see Lebowski and we'll be right back. In. Deal. Bye. Monty. Hey team, 
We're back. What's happening, Hoops? Right. We just had a lovely trip to the features. Should we do that first or do the other movie that we watched? Let's do, let's get it right off the top rope with Lebowski. Folks, we just saw the 25th anniversary of The Big Lebowski in the theater. Brad, do you want to talk about our theater experience before we get into the film? Oh, fuck me. There was some, uh, some As usual, there were some issues, yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, the Majestic in Watertown does have a great screen, great seat, great sound. No doubt. That being said, that is, and it's close to the chill zone, which we like. Good French fries also. Good fries. Enjoyed them much later. We got cu- popcorn, fries, hit the seats. Whole deal. Thought we had the road to ourselves. We didn't. The guy and his wife who sat next to us had untimely, loud, dare I say cacophonous laughs, <laughs> just were, chilling me to the bone. They had a case of the like laugh at every line that anyone in the movie said. It, it was a combination of that and also the fact that before the movie began, none of the pre-movie anything was working, like the Maria Menounos or whatever it would have been. And so, which, who cares, right? But we, then as we, the movie started, the screen was out and the lights didn't go off. Yeah. You have to be the hero of the theater. Amongst and- several. With my fucked up leg I'm, or fucked up toe, I'm hobbling down the aisle and out to the door. And there's the kid at the door or a kid taking the tickets says, oh, it'll, we let, they let us know it'll be five minutes. And me and like four other, you know, 40 somethings were frustrated. Mm. I mean, that was... That guy we watched get up, I thought he was going to be the hero. But then we're just sitting there. It's like, does anybody work here? The lights need to be dimmed. I don't ever see a manager in that place. And I'm not saying I need there to be like some sort of a Gestapo handling the fucking movie theater. But I've had that happen there before yeah. where the lights don't go off. And I had that happen to me at Braintree during Many Sons in Newark. Like these are theaters that they go, okay, let's just give every job to a high school kid and then close our eyes for a year. Mm. Yeah, it's like my... Um, or my theater experience is ruined. Now I have to get up and be like, yeah, the lights are still on. I said to the guy, one of the other patrons who was frustrated, I looked at him and I was like, "That they said five minutes, nobody's coming. You know what? Why don't we just wait another 25 years? Hmm. And that got a slight chuckle and that's all I needed. But <laughs> the, the way I see this, and this isn't a bit, because you know I would normally not make this light. I would make fun of school shootings or movie theater shootings, whatever. Hmm. I don't feel good about the fact that movie theater shootings have happened in history on earth in America Mm. and theaters are still being run like this. There should be like a fat lady with a clipboard just everywhere, Mm. just like fully dialed in security system, Hmm. metal detector, eyes on the fucking crowd, all of it. U.S. Marshal in the front row, armed. Tommy Lee Jones? Of, was thinking him as I said it in character. Why not? It's gonna be sick. It's movie related. But yeah, you're not right. Especially this is like a big place that seems to just have nothing going on in the way of. We're making a huge stink because they didn't turn the lights off. And guess what? They deserve it. With the amount of distraction happening in that place, I don't feel confident that some type of terrorist would not be able to slip right in. Mm. I mean, if you went to the management at this theater you could probably get you could probably make a good case if you made a a big stink about this i feel like the last time was that with you and that guy at the other theater banged into my head i can't remember might have been rion i can't remember i was at the theater in chestnut hill 
And as I was walking out of the theater, some employee who was rushing, I came running down the hallway and our heads banged into each other. And then he didn't stop. He didn't turn around to say, excuse me. I was stunned out of my mind. It didn't like hurt, hurt, but it wasn't good. Mm. I looked up and there was just no one. And I was like, I didn't even in my wildest dreams anticipate no one saying, oh my God, dude, I'm so sorry, nothing. Mm. I didn't even have an opportunity to fucking yell at him, nothing. He was just gone. And I said something to the manager and they gave me like a free movie. Mm. And it was like a pulling teeth situation where they were like, oh, we'll get back to you via email. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like just, if I ran that theater, I'd just go, here's a year of free movies on the gift card. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I'd be, if I was there, I'd be like, you know, I'm a Stubbs A-list member. I didn't right. want to have to do this, but, you know, I'm basically like... Uh... I wish I could go full, like, male Karen everywhere. Mm. I'm good at complaining to a, t- to a degree, but I, I wish I could, like, really lean in and become one of those people that just doesn't pay for things anymore. It's not easy to do. That makes That's why when you see people do it, it's like, well, you're a real... <laughs> you're just, like, completely out to you're, lunch. You're basically throwing caution to the wind, to behave that way in public. Yeah. I'm I don't care if people are watching me. I don't care if I don't know, enough about it. Mm. Either way, Lebowski, what'd you think round 50? Um guess what folks? Still got the stuff. Mm. Yeah, are we reviewing it? <laughs> I mean I feel like people say this when they see a movie in the theater like this, but it did kind of feel like at times, like watching it for the first time, just because you're watching it in the theater, it's like a different kind of. I caught a few things from a few characters that I hadn't before, like expressions on Brant's face, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, just stuff yeah. that I'd never noticed, and I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, same. Like, uh, I should have made a note of it, but yeah, there was a thing where I was like, oh, I didn't, never noticed that joke before. Seen this like probably like seventeen times. But uh, yeah, one of the most like original, weird, creative, hilarious movies ever made. Perfectly uh, timed jokes, everything. The part that got me the most was a good day to you, sir, when they're going to visit Donnie, or I'm mm. sorry, Larry, the kid with the homework. Yeah. <clears throat> it's the ultimate movie that like, it, it's impossible to explain to somebody else. Right. But when you're watching it, it's just like every scene's funny, just flowing. All the characters are just incredible with like the perfect actor in the role. John Goodman as Walter Sobchak. He's, uh, he wins the movie yeah. for me. Always has. He should have gotten an Oscar for that. Nothing though, yeah. It's uh, such a weird, perfect performance. That interview in the beginning with um, the movies or whatever his name is, where they were saying that it was not a commercial success in the box office. Mm. I actually forgot that. Yeah. And that is wild to me. Yeah, and people hated it because it came after Fargo. They're like huge Oscar winning hit that, you know, rightfully everybody loved. And then to follow that up with like a weird movie about a guy who bowls and smokes weed, who's involved in a kidnapping plot that's very elaborate and goofy. But it fucking rules. Yeah. I, uh, like you were saying, it flies by. Like, watching it, I was just like, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's a two-hour movie, and you blink and it's over when you're enjoying it that much. Mm. It's a shame that there isn't a movie that we're that excited about Yeah, like anymore. This, uh, yeah, going to the movies to see a 25-year-old film. 
I would like, do this it is the best more thing often. I've, yeah, this is the best thing I've seen in theaters in in months. It's fucked up, but yeah, no one is better than the Coen Brothers at writing like realistic, interesting dialogue. Mm. It's just even when you've seen it a bunch of times, I'm always just amazed how funny and perfectly timed everything is. It's great flow. Great I'll probably momentum. watch this movie on a plane in like six months. I, it's it's a good plane movie because it's like the, almost the length of the flight if it's Florida at least for me and and I catch the whole movie and I it immediately chills me out like when I was annoyed about the lights I was annoyed about the sound I was annoyed about the people next to us I was annoyed about the guy in front who had a bad laugh too mm. and then I was just settled into it being the Big Lebowski and like my blood pressure came right down yeah which is cool yeah it's. It's got everything you need. It's a comfort movie. Yeah, that guy up front, he had like a Cape Fear laugh. Like, ah, 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 ah. It was... Yeah. I don't I don't get... I'm wondering, like... And then I start questioning my own laugh. I don't know if you ever do that. Mm. But, like, whenever someone else's laugh is that off-putting, I start thinking, like, well, is that... Am I... Yeah, but... Like, you always am I wanna, that bad? You always want to know with stuff like that. Mm. Be like, does someone think that about me? Do I have a fucked up laugh? Folks, if either of us have a fucked up laugh, you'd let us know, right? At oh the podcast at gmail.com. I mean, and this is like not a, or not a, a revelation, but the Walter mm. Vietnam stuff. I forgot how just how much he like equates everything to Vietnam. So good. Like Larry. every single thing. Larry, have you heard of Vietnam? <laughs> there he is I was looking for that for like three minutes <laughs> of course i find it on the episodes where we have nothing to do uh yeah big lebowski 10 out of 10 it's a perfect movie yeah go see it hmm. i think they're actually playing it tonight and then i honestly on the, the 20th as well for 420 kid yeah that's that's a thing that's fucking weed's birthday kid wow that's so sick um so that's the Big Lebowski from Joel and Ethan Cohen. Mm. Yes, yes. We also watched an independent movie that, for the life of me, I cannot remember the name of. One of these days. Yes. I got a little summary here. Love to uh, hear it. This is on iTunes. This movie is in a small town in Texas, an annual endurance contest to win a pickup truck promises thrilling entertainment to spectators and the chance of a lifetime to participants, but ends in real tragedy. I actually meant to look this up, but forgot. Is this based on a true story? Do I'm not know? sure. And the thing about it that confuses me as well is that this movie came out on IMDb or on Letterboxd. They say this movie's two, three years old. Mm. But yet it was iTunes new releases yesterday. Did they pull a fast one on us? They might have. Well, it worked. But either way, that kid looks like your brother. He does. I thought right? the same. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. The British kid who plays the main character whose name escapes me. Yeah, I don't have his name, but I was thinking that watching like it. Mate, Matington. He's a fucking... It is. I got, a a British fucking, I got it right here. He's my bruv. It's, it's, it's... Joe, Joe Cole. Joe Cole. Carrie Preston, uh, she's from True Blood. Yes. Lucy pointed out. And Colin Moss was just in an episode of Outer Banks. He played a police officer in both movies. A word? Or I guess he's a... Uh, you see his penis in this. 
Oh, word? That full frontal scene when he's in bed with Carrie Preston and you see him coming back from the bathroom. He plays like her coworker at the car dealership. Hmm. I'm there having like a casual hookup. He like walks out of the bathroom with his dick out. And it's like that to me, that's like not adding any realness to the film. So Mm. like, we're good. (laughs) I think it needed to be there, even though I missed it somehow. But uh, this movie, I thought had one of the most creative opening credit sequences I've seen in like years. I'll give you that. Which, you know. Isn't probably like going to draw a lot of people in like, oh, opening credits is dope, you say. I got to see this thing. And I thought, as I watched it, I thought that I was like, Scott's going to like that. Yeah, they had a... Oh, yeah. They do the Google Earth thing where if if you ever use that, you can like click around and like zoom in on areas and look around. And they were basically just doing that, but it uh, did a good job of like setting up where the movie was. And it was just like something I'd never seen before. It was... Really caught my eye. Mm. And uh, then the movie started, and the movie was pretty good, too. What would you give it on Letterboxd? I haven't reviewed it yet. This Top is, of your head. This is looking like a three out of five. Like Interesting. Right down the... Three is pretty good. Kind of middling from you, but... It was icy boring, as we like to yes. say, where it was slow, but it looked great, and it was very well done. So I was forgiving the slowness for those that don't remember joe cole was also in green room and he's in green room he's dope in that i had it in my head that he was in something else big but i guess not a bunch of stuff i've not really heard of green room he's like i don't think he even has a line in that movie he didn't look like my brother in green Room. ah he did that a24 movie a prayer before dawn which was actually pretty dope Hmm. like a kid in a he's an english boxer and he gets uh, incarcerated in thailand I think that's like one of the few A24 movies that... It's actually kind of awesome. It's a lot of like really gritty fight scenes and I don't know. I I totally forgot about that movie until this very moment. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. But yeah, he's got chops and he looks like your older brother Mm. or younger brother, whichever. Kind of both. In. But he was good. I thought everyone was pretty good in it. That was the best part of it is uh, most of the movie they're just showing you the people who have to keep their hands on the truck or they uh get kicked out of the thing and they're there for like days if not weeks i wouldn't last minutes no and they did a great job of showing how like sad and weird doing such a thing is everyone like lose their mind basically and it's like what the fuck am i doing just fucking day and night fucking standing here with my hands on this truck it's like i thought it that part of it was the most interesting. Day and night she talks. <laughs> and that's what made me think that it was uh, based on a true story. Cause I that, think it might have been. It seemed like someone like recounting how like fucking arduous doing something like that would be. If you wanted to be like a film critic nerd about this, you could mm, say that, like a movie like this is really just trying to illustrate how absurd we are in terms of consumerism in terms of just like the the, how bleak it is right now in the world Mm. in some ways like how people actually are desperate enough to stand outside in the rain in 100 degree weather with their fucking hands on a truck for four days to say and like acting one of them i think at one point even like joe cole's talking to his wife or whoever she is no, like we get that truck, like we don't even have to work. 
Mm. It's like just that like lower class mentality that is like, I don't know, like people that just cannot get ahead. They, mm. they were born into debt and they remain in debt their whole lives and they never have an opportunity. Mm. It's no good. Which is something I have almost zero experience with at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, it really, uh, yeah, it does a good job of like putting you in that yeah. mindset. And I'm not an empathetic guy. I'm not. The fans know this. So for me to feel that <laughs> means that something was working. Yeah. It was a little boring. It was a little meandering. But that part of it, which is the broad strokes, big theme of this movie, that worked for me. Mm. It was also the woman from True Blood was good at, she was like running this. And there were a bunch of scenes with her like being like, look at all this fun we're having. And she's just like standing with a bunch of people in a park. That was lot, the best. Yeah. Like drinking while people just have their hands next to a truck. I thought there. about that too, because she's there for the majority of the contest. Yeah. How is her situation so much better? She can just move around a little bit. She's still standing right there. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have a chair. She doesn't have anything. That's probably like what they're saying. It was maybe it was like even more workish than I thought. I think that's to me, that's a metaphor mm. for like even the people that feel like they're out of it. Yeah. Are still in the struggle right there with the people that are borderline homeless. Yeah. Cause I've definitely heard of stories of like something like this happening and it going wrong, yeah. like someone like dying or at least like going to the hospital because of, uh, you know, this or that. Well, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I don't know that they do this anymore. No, it seems we should like... ask friend of the show, Cod. <laughs> Cod should do this at his dealership. No, and, get uh, your hands up here. Yeah. Uh, Incredible. You know what it is though? I think, I think that there are a movie like this. It does a good job of, like it created this little world. Uh, I don't know how to help. I'm trying, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It, crea it, it was, it's something like, it puts it almost in the same, this is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Category of like lottery winners. Like even people that win the fucking lottery, like the statistics in terms of how well they do after the fact are mm. not great. Yeah. So I think this, a contest of any kind in a lower class community, which is, you know, the people who buy lottery tickets and the people who win the fucking lottery, it's mm. they call it the idiot tax for a reason because more often than not like if you won a winning lottery ticket the amount that gets taken right off the top anyway it's like nothing is free yeah most people that like they didn't go in they didn't buy one mega millions ticket and then and even if they did read any article on the planet about what happens next yeah like you can't just give 50 million dollars to a person that makes 10 grand a year they're not going to know what to do yeah they do portray most of the cast as like kind of right like dopey and they're like yeah they're all like i can do nothing for a couple of days it's uh right imagine having a life you could just punch, punch out of for four days no big deal i'm gonna go put my hand on this car yeah good luck i'll see ya there's a great scene where like one of the guys he's drumming on the truck and they're like oh you took your hands off and he like can't believe that they're sending him home I forgot about that. Yeah. He's like, are you kidding me? And like over the course of like a minute or two, they're just like, you're out. And the guy uh, just did a great job of like being like, oh, come on. I need this. It's been like three days. I Yeah. It's the, the, the desperation of like, and then the one guy's Joe Cole's character sees the other guy lift his hand off and he's the only one. And he's like, don't tell anybody. Mm. Like, I, I need this truck. It's like you, like what planet are you on that you're just going to let that slide? Like, I'm going to go hold my hand on here and potentially lose to this guy who I know didn't win. Yeah. 
It was desperation, I think, is the theme, the overarching theme of this movie. Mm. So what was it called again? I already forgot. One of those days or one of these days? Yes. One of these days. It's like, that's to me, that's metaphorical in itself, like the type of stuff that impoverished or stuck people will say over and over Mm. again. They call one of these days, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So the more we discuss this movie, the more I'm going from two to three on my letterbox rating. I might even be a 3.25-er. It's clever. Yeah. And it's in, and it's an original film with a cast that works, yeah. With an actual script written by human beings and not like some AI property. Yeah, I, it's true. It had so, all that going for it. I feel like at this point, any independent movie that actually works gets an automatic three out of me. Yeah, I think this is a recommend. I watched this like right before I came here today. I almost was gonna like stop it at the halfway point. Nah, and, you needed uh, it all. Yeah. Because that's a better thing to discuss, really, than Lebowski, given that Lebowski is a movie that no one's not seen. Yeah. It's sometimes fun to recommend stuff for people to check out. I'm curious what people might think of it. I think Rihanna will like it. Yeah. That's, that might be it, though. I don't know who else I'd sell this on. I think that our fans will dig it. People like the work. It's time to take a stand. Let's take a stand. Take a stand together. You going to take a stand? Take a stand. Should I review 80 for Brady again real quick? Um, <laughs> yes. He's in. <laughs> I mean, just check it out, folks. If you're sick in the head like me and you like turkeys. Mm. What uh, what do we got coming up next week? I mean... Any teasers? I feel like we're getting close to summer movie season, even though it's... What are we in? It's not even May yet, but I feel like that... We're midway through April, so yeah. Feels like summer to me. It was 90 degrees the other day. Yeah, I mean, Bo is Afraid is coming out. The reviews for it are very, very polarizingly awful for the most part, which is getting me excited to see it. Interesting. People are hating it. And I bet uh, you it just looks like a movie where they took a lot of risks. mm. The title change alone floored me. And then that weird poster. Yeah. I'm 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 hoping for the best here. Maybe we'll be cautiously optimistic. Yeah. That kid not being CGI is also He's a real up. man, yeah. On Earth. But there's that. That new Evil Dead Rise comes out. I think that looks pretty cool. That's doing that has good reviews. I yeah. think that's already in the nineties on Rotten Tomatoes, which I try to ignore now. Maybe we see that. There's Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. To start thinking about i'm learning here there's a little richard biopic oh there's a documentary who's playing little richard like anthony mackie <laughs> so that was my mind was spinning at the possibilities who could play little richard <laughs> hi it's me little richard yeah they get like uh that kid who played finn in star wars to do it that seems or like they a... get walt jr mm-hmm. as finn <laughs> green light i rump i'm a i'm a rump bam <laughs> boom turdy Fruity. <laughs> Jesse, my, um, my son's a songbird. <laughs> He's one of the greats. <laughs> dad. Oh, Dad. Hank's just watching with like that. <laughs> like a Paul look on his face. I got nothing for this bit. Just p- think about Walt Jr. in full blackface in a suit with like oily, slick hair, and he can dance like Little Richard. <laughs> I'm there, and it's beautiful. And he has, like, the wispy little mustache. <laughs> the little that little pencil line. thin. Yeah, it's beautiful. Works. 
it does. If he has his crutches, it's even better. So yeah. put his crutches in the mix. Okay, they're there. It's dope. Little Walt. Little Walt. <laughs> Folks, you have that movie and a bunch of other summer blockbusters to look forward to. Should we close the show to Little Richard now? I think we should. In the future? Is that funny? I'm down. Does I think he, it works. Yeah, let's cruise through his catalog. I mean, Little Richard, Little Ank. We're being taken over by the Lils here on the program. <laughs> but, uh, Do you have plugs? I mean, just check out South Shore Boys podcast. We had LaMare Lee on recently. Oh. It's a hot one. Big, and, uh, big get. And uh, I'm Skip Season on Twitter and Instagram. And you can shoot us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. And Enough the Podcast on Instagram, Podcast Enough on Twitter. Wow. Right, where can the fans find you this week? You can find me at uh, Planet Subaru in Hanover, Massachusetts. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to be there uh, signing autographs this Saturday. Ooh. So uh, look for the big inflatable sign that says uh, Little Lank. Oh, yeah. I'll and come get too. my autograph at Planet Subaru in Hanover, Massachusetts. Yeah. 6 a.m. Hmm. Be sure to be the first one there or you may get shut out. Yep. Wake up with Mark Wahlberg and we'll see you there with some of his tequila and the whole deal. Folks, it's enough. Right? I, think, I think that's enough. Okay. Have a goo. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a goo. Yeah. Hey, it's me. Oh, Lil J? Yeah, I'm here with Lil Richard. <laughs> and my denim Iron Man dude. <laughs> Even I didn't. Oh, hey, Fifty, how are you? See, man, Jay. How's it going? Jay. Why don't you grab a seat over there? You seen it? You heard about this, Fifty? See, man, did you fucking go into your stand-up money for that denim Iron Man suit or what, man? Yeah, you know Jay. I got a lot of denim laying around. Jay. I wanted you to have that denim. I boiled it for you. Jay, Jay how's Mavis doing? Yeah, he's all right. You and Kevin Eubanks, you're both brothers. See, man, I don't even know him. Yeah. That's fucking racial of I you. guess so. Hey, listen, <laughs> you have a good week, all right? Shit, you man. got shot nine times, and I've been in nine auto car accidents. Shit, Jay, I want, I want you for the Book of Power, Volume 5. Wow. Uh, hey, I heard you guys. severed your relationship with stars. That reminds me of Shit. when I was off the air on NBC, and now I'm back. Wow. Um, this face, uh, this, this voice hurts my face. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're going to get Conan O'Brien's going to be in the Book of Power, too. We're going to do a whole. <laughs> Just a bunch of like Craig Kilborn, all the late night hosts. Yeah. On power with a bunch of black guys. We're going to bring back the J Conan oh, feud. Oh, boy. Folks, we'll see you next time. Have a go. Shit, man. Ha, 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 ha.